Good morning on this Monday morning. I want to welcome everybody to our teaching this day, our morning devotion. I want to wish everyone a very, very Merry Christmas. Those of you that are spending time together with a family or extended family or friends, I really desire the best this day and all the blessings that it will bring and can possibly bring from the Lord our God. Today I want to continue our story concerning Jesus walking on the water and the disciples on the boat filled with fear. <clears throat> what we want to continue to extend today is we want to include a little bit on the birth of Jesus. Remember, we've been talking about the battle of the mind and how fear is one of those spiritual enemies that overtakes the heart, the mind, the emotion, paralyzing the life of an individual. So fear is dealt with both in the Old and the New Testament constantly. Whether someone was having a vision or a dream, or whether an angel was appearing, or whether they were going through some extended type of trouble or pressure in life, the word always came in the form of be not afraid or fear not. In the life of Zacharias, before he was born, excuse me, in the life of uh, John the Baptist, before he was born, and his father, Zacharias, was ministering, the angel came and told him not to be afraid and fear not. To Joseph, he was told not to fear. To Mary, she was told not to fear. And then we find that Jesus, on his way to the disciples walking on water, uh, told him not to be afraid, not to fear. So we see how this spirit of fear, how it can neutralize in a person's life the working of faith. We also want to look at Peter going from receiving a revelation from the Heavenly Father concerning Jesus being the Son of the living God to in a few minutes later uh, turning and being an instrument of the enemy uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how much we can get done today. But as I said before and mentioned it, I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas this day. You, your families, and uh, may it be truly a grateful and pleasant day unto you. It says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, talking about Joseph, in a dream, saying, Joseph, Thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee thy wife, marry thy wife, uh, for thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. In Luke chapter 1, in verse 12, it says, And when Zacharias saw, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. He saw the angel as he ministered there in the temple, Herod's temple. And the scripture says in verse 13, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 29, it says, And when, he, and when she saw him, the angel Gabriel, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Notice, she wasn't 
totally overtaken by fear yet. But then the next words that are uh, uh, spoken by Gabriel the angel, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. In all three instances, whether it was Joseph, whether it was the father of John the Baptist, Zacharias, or whether it was Mary herself, in every appearance, whether a dream or a vision or an actual uh, presence of an angel, they were told not to fear. So if we're told not to fear, then we are told in the scripture to believe and to have faith. Well, the scripture says now in the book of Matthew chapter 14, continuing the story of, of uh, Jesus walking on the water, and the disciples being afraid. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, just as Mary was, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. We're seeing here the natural and the supernatural, uh, contrary one to another. Jesus walking on the water, and the winds and the waves, contrary to the ship, being afraid that uh, they might not make it to land. Then they came, uh, 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 then they asked Jesus, or it was Peter actually said, uh, to come. Yesterday we had learned about the Syrophoenician woman, when she came, and how Jesus said, uh, great is your faith. So we can learn from the very fact that fear can paralyze. Well, as we continue reading concerning Peter, it says in chapter 14, verse 28, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Notice, they didn't ask him, how is it possible that you're walking on water? Uh, how is it possible that this is happening? No, Peter said, if it's you, Lord, then all you got to do is just speak the word. Just say to come unto you, and I I will walk on the water. Just come. And the scripture says in Matthew 14, 29, and he said, come. Exactly what Peter had said, Jesus did. He said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the boat, you remember the boat is being rocked and tossed by the waves. The wind is blowing on that boat. So there has to be a certain manner and way that you get off of a boat when it's in that type of situation. I mean, you just don't take a dive into the water and then just start walking. So there had to be some type of a way that he got out of the boat uh, or out of the little ship and he started to walk towards Jesus. And the scripture says, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Everything has been perfect up to this point. Jesus said, come. Peter gets off the boat. Peter goes to Jesus. Peter walks on the water. But here is where we look at our circumstances. We look at our situation. We look at things and we all of a sudden have a change of mind. Our mind is affected. Our thinking is affected. Because it's not wholly renewed by the word of God. If our mind was totally and wholly renewed by the mind of God, the very first thing would have come would have been the word of God of some kind for the situation that was at hand. But instead, we went to the five senses 
what the eyes could see, what the ears could hear, what one could feel. Let's talk about that. The wind blowing on your face and the water and the waves splashing on you. All of a sudden, you feel that or you see that or you hear the wind or you hear the waves crashing. All of a sudden, maybe he had salt water in his face or maybe he could smell the salt water as it uh, uh, was tossed up in the forms of waves and the wind just brought it. Or maybe he got it in his face where he could taste the salt water uh, with his tongue. In other words, all five senses are kicked in. All five senses are telling him, hey, this is not natural. It's not possible. There is no way that you should be walking. I know that just a few seconds or minutes ago, I had asked Jesus to just tell me to come unto him. And all of a sudden, uh, Jesus says, come. And here I am. I'm walking on water. But my mind says, you can't do that. Uh, it's impossible. And all of a sudden, he's going to begin to sink. As we continue to read the story, it says, but when he saw the wind blisterous, how do you see the wind blisterous? You can't see the wind, but you can see the effects and the cause of it. You can see what it's doing. And that wind was blowing. It was forcible. It was forcible. Blisterous, mighty, powerful, strong. That is the word that is used there for both. And he was afraid. How is it that he just a few minutes ago was walking in faith and now he's walking in fear? Fear paralyzed his ability to walk on the water and beginning to sink. He hadn't fully sunk yet. You would imagine that you would sink in a split second. Now that's something to consider as fear is taking over and faith is waning. Is it like he was like, almost standing on the water and 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 a little a little bit went down and a little bit more and a little bit more maybe it was just barely to his knees well even that in itself is amazing because if you're if you're in if you're standing on water and gravity pulls you down it it, it doesn't beginning to sink you just sink but yet beginning to sink he cried out lord save me and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. That means he was going down and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And of course, we talked already in one of our other teachings about a wave uh, in, in James in chapter number one. How they're tossed to and fro and uh, uh, Jesus compared uh, doubting and, and having faith uh, going in the fashion of if we doubt and we're doubly minded, we're going to be like the winds and the waves being tossed here and there. But let's look at another example of Peter again. This is Peter, the one that was just walking on the water. And, and it says in Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus came in, uh, into the coast of Caesarea of Philippi, and he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am? Whom do men say that, I, that the Son of Man uh, am? 
And they said unto him, Some say that you are John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, others say that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, or answered him, Matthew sixteen seventeen, and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And of course, I've talked about this in the past, and I've done, done comparisons of several uh, other versions to read from the Bible. And uh, basically, uh, Peter was given a certain charge. And then he says in verse number 20, Then charged he his disciples that they should not tell no man that that he was Jesus the Christ. And then, of course, we go to verse 21. And from that time onward, uh, Jesus began to show his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But Jesus, in verse 23, he turned and he said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things of, that be of God, but the things that be of man. Now, instantly we can see Peter just had a divine revelation of Jesus. Then Jesus tells him how he must die. Peter immediately now is under the influence, not of the Spirit of God, but under the influence of Satan. And he speaks words that are contrary to the will of God and to the favor of what Jesus needs to do. And all of a sudden, Peter finds himself being rebuked. Well, as we continue the story in Matthew fourteen thirty-two, it says, And they were come into the ship, and the wind ceased. And when they were come into the ship, came and they came and they worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. See, we tie it together in that from his birth, people were afraid and were going to fear and feared to him declaring about his death. They came up with different opinions influenced of the enemy. All the way up until he gets into the boat and they recognize, wait a minute, the wind stopped. He was walking on water. Peter walked on water. I mean, all of this taking place, truly you are the son of God. And it says that they worshiped him. Has that been a recent event in our lives? As the three wise men to come down and bow before him and worship him? Have we worshipped him simply because he is the son of God? And for no other reason at all. That he came and was born of Mary. 
and gave and laid his life down for us so that we might be one day called the sons of God also. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord truly bless this glorious day in your life with you and your family. In Jesus' name, amen.